I found after I, I met my tribe, I met these other people who wanted to change the world, that all of the things that I wanted were fulfilled. I had love. I had, I was inspired. I was inspiring. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. My name is Amanda Johnson, your host, and today I am really excited to introduce you to our guest who is doing some really big things in the world. I was connected with her um, a few months back, and I knew immediately that what she stands for what she is doing in the world is creating a very positive impact and that's what she is all about. And so today we are going to dive into who she is, what she does, why she does what she does. And we are going to trust that whatever comes through us is something that you as the listener are meant to hear today. So tune in, open your ears, open your hearts, be willing to hear the message that is in our conversation directed to you on this specific day. So today I have Lee Daniel with us. She is the creator and founder of Project Positive Change. As a divorce lawyer for more than two decades, she has worked with clients as they have experienced heartbreak of every kind. And through her law practice, her mind became filled with sadness, hostility, anger, and pain, pain of such magnitude that it had seeped into her very pores. And eventually she realized she needed to search for a way to be happy. So she started reading books, going to seminars, and listening to presentations. And she found her answer one week in Seattle while attending a Mike Dooley Train the Trainer conference. Mike suggested we could do something so radically different, yet so simple we could choose to be happy. And since then, Lee has had the chance to share what she's learned with her clients to help them see their circumstances differently. This message of hope changed her life, and she is now on a mission to share it with the rest of the world. So Lee, thank you for spending time and welcome to the show. Thank you, Amanda, for having me. Absolutely. So we are going to look at this. You have founded Project Positive Change. And I feel like in everything that you've been through, you are on this this mission to to inspire positive change in your own life and in the lives of your clients and in the lives of thousands and millions of others. Um, So let's talk about what I like to do is ask a very open-ended question, which is why do you do what you do? Well, why is because of my own journey when I was at the very lowest point in my life and really felt like, surely there's something better than this. You know, when I had gotten to the point where I realized that all the money in the world are a success or abbreviations like JD or whatever, or writer, none of it was going to make me feel any better. And I want everybody that's in that place to know that there is hope and not to give up and not to give up on themselves and having um, happiness. And so that's really what drives me. I love that. And of course, you've had this this beautiful um, experience of seeing the darkest or the depths of, of relationship breakdowns, right? And here you are navigating that space. And something shifted. So you went, you had a couple decades or, well, tell us a little bit more of when did the shift occur? Because you were working as a divorce lawyer. When did you start to go, okay, like this has got to, I've got to do something different. What did that look like for you? Well, it was, uh, it's been around six years since I went to Mike Dooley's Train the Trainer. But previous to that, I'd been practicing law, as you said, more than two decades, which I can't even believe. And not only 
did I hear it? I just felt it. I'm, I now I know I'm empathic. And so I'm sitting here with the clients and we're in the very depths of despair. And I'm right there with them all the time, just soaking it all in, all the sadness, all the misery, all the, you know, betrayal, all of it. And it, it took such a toll on me. I mean, I didn't want to leave the house most of the time. After I got home from work, I would just hang out at home and play with my, you know, hang out with my animals. I was so miserable. And so I knew that I wanted something to make me, I mean, I knew I had to feel better. Right. And my friends would say, Lee, you have to go out. You can't just, you know, they were worried that, that I just was turned into a hermit. And so it's been, I guess it's been six years since that time. And after I went to Mike's conference and really heard him, I just came back and embraced that, that I can choose to be happy. And I enlisted everybody in the office and we just changed. All of us changed. That's amazing. And then you, it sounds like you feel like you were able to bring that new perspective to your clients, right? right. You're still practicing law. So you're now able to work with your clients in a new way. Um, how, yeah, how has that shifted in how you show up for your clients? Has it shifted? Do you see a difference in them? Oh, yeah, it definitely shifted. Because I, instead of getting into those accusing victimhood blame I get the client to focus on what we can look forward to so instead of really you know it people want to talk about their spouse right so when they get in the office and they want to say that person's so bad blah 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 and I just now say let's just not talk focus on that sure I have to get it all down but why don't we instead look at how your life's going to be better let's look at the future let's look at how if they have been this terrible, how fortunate you are that now you're getting divorced, right? I mean, there's got to be a silver lining. Instead of staying in that place of, look what they did to me, I want to destroy them. And I've had to, I've actually had clients that I've said, I'm not going to represent you anymore because they were in such a place of hate. I just don't do, I don't practice law that way anymore. And so I just sent them away. Beautiful. And what a testament to your own commitment on that this is the way you you choose to see the world again it's a choice right that's what you right. you took from mike dooley's conference it's like wow i can choose and when when we are empowered to see that then it's hard right it's hard when we are with others who don't seem to see the choice in it right, right. yeah so tell me more about then where and when did project positive change come into this right what was that how did that come into being well, after about two years of speaking on Mike Dooley's stage, because after I went to this conference, I decided I had to share it with as many people as I could. And I started sharing his work. And I did that. Um, and because I shared with so many people and taught so many classes, I got asked to speak at Mike's. And then I spoke there for a couple of years and I started doing events in Key West, Florida. And I, I met so many other people that wanted to help create change in the world. I met lots of other coaches and teachers that just didn't know how to do it and maybe didn't have the business expertise that I had, or maybe um, didn't have the resources or the money that I had. And so I thought we can do this better together. And that's really why I created Project Positive Change is to give support to people that really want to change the world, but maybe they don't know how on their own and they, they just need support. Mm. I love it. And so your own mission of, I want to, first of all, change my own life. I now see others wanting to change 
their lives and others? How can we, how can we band together? Right. Right. Um, now this is something, and I'm always curious and I'm, if you're willing to go here with me, because typically what I have found is that the reason we show up in the world, the way we show up and the way, the reason that we are on our own unique path and, uh, and, and sharing our own message, which by the way, it may sound very similar to others, but we have our own unique version expression. You know, you Lee have been gifted with uh, knowledge and skill sets and uh, perspectives, right? That some of us haven't, hence why you're doing what you're doing. I've, I've noticed though in life that it's because, typically because of something from our past. You said that yourself, your own journey. And it often can start from a very young age or at some point in those developmental years. So are you willing to take us back to, you know, kind of Lee as a, a little girl, as a young adult? And, and how did, why do you think, or just tell us a story of, where you came from and maybe why you are now doing the work that you do in the world. Well, because um, when I was a little girl, I uh, had the, uh, I was adopted first of all. And then I had a father with a mental, uh, an adopted father with a mental illness. So I had the double whammy of not being wanted by my, my mother and then uh, not being wanted by my adopted dad because I knew that he didn't want children. And so I grew up, um, feeling that again, not knowing I was an empath. And then when I was around five, I had some inappropriate sexual contact with my cousin. And then that happened again when I was um, in first grade and uh, with different set of little boys um, were targeting me. And then my first sexual experience was rape. And then I was raped a couple more times. And so Helping other people that feel like they don't have any hope is really what I want to do. And I, I'm sure you didn't mean to make me cry. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. And I didn't intend to be filled with so much emotion myself and for those listening. And what I want to honor you for saying, and, and we can, you know, I'd love to, you know, have you share a little bit more of, you know, what kind of came after that. But what I want to honor is first of all, your willingness to say it and the fact that you have done the work in your life to be able to acknowledge those, those uh, incidents and also to recognize that those listening, how many people out there can relate to something that you're saying. Right, right. And this is for me the power of, and you know, Brene Brown talks about it and, and it's, it's all around my life as well, where when we can, we really claim our, those shameful or dark parts of ourselves or experiences in our life. And when we're willing to stand up and, and acknowledge them and share them, there's profound Mm, ripple effects. I mean, not only for us, but for everyone listening, right? So I'm really um, honoring you for sharing it and recognizing that by you sharing it, someone listening right now is going, oh my gosh, okay, well, if she can do it, so can I, right? And there, right. that's that's what you're sharing with the world. Right. So you obviously had some very traumatic um experiences at young ages um, throughout and and of course then that continued and it sounds like again your desire to say but how can you help us can you help paint that picture for us like what was it that could you help us understand what was it that was like I am I am going to change my life I am going to you know I'm not going to give up right because I think that that is an option there are people who don't see the choice um, and and who instead say okay well 
this is my lot in life and I'm, this is it. I've been dealt these cards and what did something happen? Was there a turning point or was it just your own inner, you know, desire? What was it? Well, I think that if, if we know we're unhappy and we know that um, if we're open to finding a solution, then the solution will find us. And I, I desperately wanted a solution because I, outwardly had so many things to to be grateful for and had two houses and a Mercedes and you know had more money than I ever had dreamt because I'm from a small town you know my dad worked at a factory my mom made minimum wage and and yet I couldn't drag myself out of my house I mean you know and so when you're in that place of such self-loathing and I just covered it all up and so sometimes people say Lee, you share so much. And I say, I hid for so long. I mean, I was in the dark for so long, not willing to face, you know, I told, it took me, it took me 13, I don't know, 10 years to tell anybody I've been raped. Um, It's something that I just hid with promiscuity and not good enough. And so it took so long to acknowledge that. And then I started therapy Unfortunately, I started with, um, and not to disrupt any Christians here, but they, they intimated, well, it's your fault. You, you weren't going to church enough. You weren't doing this enough. And that just drove me into more shame. And um, so, you know, shame is such a heavy burden to bear. And yet that's the mantle I was carrying for years. But I didn't want to be in that place. I mean, I had so many things that that I had dreamt of having and yet I couldn't appreciate them all because of my inner misery yes and then of course you you as we see that then we can go out extending it and say look there is something else and so what have you noticed? I mean, you're, you work, of course, with your clients, but now you have this huge, this organization, right? Project Positive Change. Um, what are you seeing uh, in terms of the ripple effects of that going out? Well, you know, what's, uh, yeah, what's happening now as you have built this organization? What I think, um, that's a good question. I like that. Um, what I think is that as I have been willing to be vulnerable and to share, I've allowed a lot of other people to share and to realize that their stories are what shape them. They're not what we should hold in our secret chest of shame. There are things that we should be willing to share with the world because there are other people who've walked that road that need to know that something else is on the other side, that there's another chest filled with amazing things, love, joy. I made a list of all the things that I felt. And then I made another list of all the things I wanted to feel. I'm going to cry again. Um, and yeah. <laughs> But then um, I found after I, I met my tribe, I met these other people who wanted to change the world, that all of the things that I wanted were fulfilled. I had love. I had, I was inspired. I was inspiring. And to let people know that no matter how low you feel, that you can that you can get to that better place. And after I've done that, I mean, the success that I've had in the world has tripled, you know, tripled. I mean, I've, now I've, I'm my first seven year, seven figure year um, as a lawyer, I have multiple streams of income from Project Positive Change, from consulting, from coaching. And 
all of that didn't come until I found my own worth. And so I think at a core that not good enough um, is something that we have to learn to shed. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, um, that you're willing to be vulnerable and talk about the importance of sharing our stories because that is absolutely where transformation occurs. And that's where our, our interconnectedness becomes more uh, clear that, wow, we, we really do, you know, there are people who walk the same path and to, to recognize that there is this, um, emotional connection to that because you're right you were able to then see and that was going to be one of my questions of once you were able to heal that the inner right the inner part then your outer world uh it's it actually it seems like you were then able to appreciate and more right more than appreciate all that you were creating in the external world right can you talk a little bit about that because again you did you had all the success you had all the wealth you had all these things and yet you couldn't you couldn't enjoy it, right? You weren't, you couldn't appreciate it. And now you still have those things and and actually you may have them even more than you did before, right? So yeah, yeah, what was that like? And and what what is that, what would you want other people to know when it comes to that? Well, I think when I was able to hone in on service to the world, when I really found my purpose for making the money, it wasn't to have a nice purse, even though I have a nice purse. It wasn't to have expensive clothes, and I have those as well. It was really because I wanted to serve the world. There's nothing wrong with having luxury things, traveling, doing amazing things, but when you really focus on your service to the world, then I think that's when the money just flows in and the universe just says, here you go. And so for me, it's been so incredible um, to see the opportunities that have opened up for me to speak, to teach, um, different streams and revenue have come easily. But I spend so much of that money on creating Project Positive Change, on building a retreat center and um, a place to foster people that have had addiction and homelessness to help them get skills. So using money to serve something other than my own needs is the biggest thing that I think is, is the biggest differentiator between then and now. It's a whole different ballgame when, you, when your goal is serving the world. And I love that because, yes, there's the, the confirmation or the reminder that there's nothing wrong with having these things. I think a lot of us can get a little stuck on that at times. I know I did. And then equally to realize that, Actually, it flows in greater abundance when we are no longer attached to it being something for me or my needs. And I can still provide for myself and I can flow it back out. I can flow it back out into the world. You also talked about the biggest differentiation between then and now, you know, in terms of how you're um, in the external world and what you're now creating and how you're able to appreciate all that you have and how you're now able to give that back and in greater amounts. What is the inner landscape, you know, from then and now? Can you go a little bit more into that for us? How did the inner world change for you? Well, every day it's still a choice, right? I mean, that same simple solution carries itself day after day. I mean, every time you have an interaction with somebody that might hurt you or trigger you or say something ugly, you can choose how you're going to react to that. And I taught myself to just 
flip it, you know, say it a different way, reframe it, try to find the commonality, try to find why is that person treating me this way? And when you're a lawyer, I can tell you there's a lot of hostility and a lot of anger. And and I'm just, I mean, there are lawyers that make fun of me and I don't even care because they say you're happy all the time or you smile all the time. I even got uh, one lawyer who objected in the courtroom because I was smiling at the court reporter. She actually lodged an objection with the court. Um, and the court, the judge called us back in chambers and said, what is this about? And the other lawyer goes, Miss Daniel's been smiling the whole time. She's been smiling at the court reporter. And I said, well, she's sitting across from me. That's why I'm smiling at her. It's not personal. But so, you know, I could, I could choose being in the profession I'm in, and I would challenge anybody to be in a profession more adversarial and hostile than being a divorce lawyer. I could choose to be that, but I know what it did to me, right? And I probably weighed 25 pounds more. I drank all the time. I binge ate. I I mean, I was just freaking miserable. I mean, everything you can think of, you know, I spend too much money on things I didn't need. I still do that sometimes. Anyway, I mean, you know, I was just in, you know, such a bad place. Yeah. You, you were playing. We can choose, right? We can choose how to react. We can choose how to interact. We can choose to be loving. We can choose to be unkind. It's all up to us. And when you stop looking at everybody else as you're, you know, it's because of them that this happened and because of them that this happened, then and you take personal responsibility for what's happening in your life on a day-to-day, minute-to-minute basis. It changes things. Let's go there because I think that is so critical. And I also recognize where either in my own life or in the lives of others, I've noticed there can be resistance to that. And I'm sure you have faced it either yourself or with others, right? When when there is this resistance to having, making the choice or even being willing to see I have a choice, right? I think we live in such a a climate of it's so we want to blame, we want to shame, we want to put it on them. And there is something that happens. I know for me that when I had to realize, and especially given your circumstances and where you've come from in terms of the experiences you've had, this idea of, well, if I say it's my choice and I'm choosing this, how do I not fall into like more blame or more shame, right? Because there could be this perception that, well, then I'm the the difference between taking responsibility and feeling at fault. Does that make sense? Like, did you have to navigate that to say, okay, I can choose, I'm at choice, and equally, I'm not going to slip into then being at fault if something doesn't go the way I want it to or something's happened that I don't like or you know what I mean so how have, yeah. have you had to navigate that at all yeah and I, and and I've had to learn that no matter how things go and sometimes they don't go well at all that you you can look at it as a lesson you can try to find some way that this is going to teach you something and and I'm, I'm certainly not saying that you shouldn't acknowledge when you feel bad or you shouldn't, there, there are so many times when, like you said, I'm, I blame myself, but it doesn't last long, a long time. I don't stay in that place of blame. I don't stay in a place of why did I do this? Or I'm so stupid or whatever. Right. Instead, I acknowledge it and then I try to move through it. And, but I think looking at ourselves is really, I mean, that's what we have to do. We have to look at ourselves 
it's not to blame yourself, but it's to just look and see what role did I play in this? And because we can't control anybody else. We can't stop other people from doing what they're going to do. We have to just, we can just control ourselves. That's it. Yeah. And with that, uh, there comes this empowerment, I feel, right? So when we go from feeling being at the victim to our circumstances, to then recognizing, oh, I have a choice in this moment, how to show up, right. what to think. Now, that's an, there's an empowerment that comes with that. Yeah. So I love it. So when you, with your mission between, you know, I mean, again, you're, you're doing all this work in the world. You've done the work on yourself, Project Positive Change. Like, what are the things if you, and, and maybe it's the things that you talk to those in the group or in this organization, what is it that you want people to know? Like, I mean, if you were like, okay, if everybody needs to know this and maybe you've already said it, but then say it again, but like, what okay. is it that you want the world to know? And this is what you're on the mission for. Um, I would say everybody has the ability to choose the kind of life that they live. It's kind of simple. I mean, I teach people now about how to be more abundant. And that, again, it's a choice. You can either choose, and people don't like that. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear it. But you can live however you want to live. It's your choice. If I choose right now not to be healthy, that's my choice. If I choose not to have a relationship, that's my choice. You know, instead of looking at everything outside of me and blaming that, look within and see where you're not showing up. I think that's super valuable. And I think you're hitting the nail on the head there where, again, we can go back to, yeah, people might not want to hear that. I mean, yeah, you sit there and say, well, it's your choice to be abundant. Oh, I guarantee people right now are going, you know, like their, their, their feathers are getting ruffled. And I, I know there was a time in my life where I absolutely would have felt that way. Equally, boy, again, if we can go back to the, it's, we are now empowered to change our lives to look the way we want them to look. So when another thing, I'm sorry to interrupt Amanda, but another thing that I think is very important is that you have to take action. I'm such a proponent of taking action. If you want to have a different life, then you have to show up differently. And in the money course that I teach, I say that you can't sit here and say, I want to create more abundance, more wealth and do the same things. You have got to show up differently, get to do different things. You've got to take action in the universe to show, you know, to create something different, no matter what it is. So when I went and had my epiphany, I came back and said to everybody in my office, we're going to do things differently. And I totally instituted a new way of practicing law. And, and that's what you have to do in every instance of your life. You're not going to get a better solution by doing the same thing. I don't think I'm the first one that said that either. Why <laughs> <laughs> not? And that's okay because the, the reality is, Lee, we have to hear it sometimes a hundred times before it finally clicks. And that's what's yeah. so great about what you do is that you're, not only are you sharing these messages, you've, you've created a whole, um, you know, or a, organization, a whole, you know, group of people, this large group of people who are also going out and sharing these messages. So this large ripple effect of we do need to hear these things over and over and over again. Now you started to, I think, answer my next question, which was going to be, but maybe there's more to it to answer. When the person comes up and set and, and has that objection or has the resistance and it's like, well, yeah, it's nice for you to say that, or, or, you know, whatever people might say, um, what what do you offer them? Like, how do you encourage people to really be at choice? And and what would be some of the 
advice or some of the teachings or some of the tools that you'd say here, you know, take a look at this. Well, recently I went on a bit of a rant. I came back to the gym and for some reason, I don't know what happened at the gym other than I didn't like it very much. And I just went on this total rant about stop making excuses and more, and people may not like that as well, but I, I went over all of the things that I've been through and I said, look, <laughs> you know, I, I've had a lot and there's even more, I'm not going to go into it, but there's even more and, and more and more and more. So no matter where you are and how and what place you're in, you can make a change. I started both of my businesses with no money. I started my law practice from my kitchen table, right? And I made, you know, seven figures last year. So, Yes, you can do it. Yes, you can't. If I didn't have money, I'd go get another job. I'd probably, I've had three jobs before. I mean, it's just about taking personal, for me, I'm saying it again, taking personal responsibility and no matter where you are, realizing you have to decide you want to change first. You have to make that decision. I intend to change and then go do things to change. And if they, they have a specific thing they want to talk about, then I'll go into that. I mean, I'm not an expert on everything, but I do know that no matter where you are, that you can change your state, you can change your status, you can change the place you're in, but you have to take action. Yeah, I love it. It's no excuses. And no. we live in a, you're right, not everyone's going to like hearing that. I, I, I made lots of excuses. And I, I over the many years of my um, very intentional kind of inward journey, I noticed time after time where I was really offloading my responsibility onto somebody else, right? Oh, well, if they did this or, you know, excuse after excuse. And so, and I love the, the so there is the, the call to really step up take take responsibility and then also I love that you said you need to have the desire gosh boy that's like got to be number one right you've got to first intend to change and I honestly think there's a lot of us who don't want to because what we're experiencing is pretty familiar which is kind of comfortable and that's okay I mean, there are, th- there are definitely things in my life that I know at this point I've made the decision that I'm not going to, th- this is where I am for right now, right? Whether it's health or relationships or whatever. And it's okay to, to decide to stay. That's all right. But don't blame anybody else if, you're not, if your life isn't changing because you're the one that's made that decision. I love it. I just, you're, and everything about you, there's this beautiful, um, oh, there's just this energy behind you that is like, yes, like I am not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and blame anybody and I'm gonna take responsibility. And I do think that why, you know, this is my um, true belief that again, we each, we all go through exactly what we go through in life because that is, we need that in order to be the, the, the change in the world that we are here to be, right? Sure. And so the fact that you have had your experiences, you can say with conviction that you're like, no, if I can do it, so can you. And that's yeah. the message you are here to share. And guess what? If you hadn't come from where you'd come from, right. it wouldn't have the same impact, right? You just right. And, and I think having a supportive group of people is so important. And that's why Project Positive Change is so important to me because if wherever you are, let's say you want to be a heart-centered entrepreneur, you want to do something differently, but maybe you're, I mean, like my mother still thinks I do the devil's work as a divorce lawyer, right? You may not have a supportive community. You may not have people around you that are giving you encouragement to go out and change the world. And 
and that's why I think, you know, we all need people that are there to, to bolster us and to give us hope and to not listen to us when we are making excuses. I mean, I have a whole bevy of staff that will tell me in a heartbeat if they hear me saying something that they know is not in alignment with the way I want to be. And I want them to, because that's how we together are better. Yes, I love that. I love that. Well, we will make sure that everyone here knows to f- how to find out more about Project Positive Change. So um, yes, if you're listening and you're like, gosh, this whole thing sounds phenomenal. And either you are a change maker and you want to become a part of something that is making positive change in the world, um, make sure to go check it out, projectpositivechange.com. And the link will also be in the show notes. Or if you're simply looking to receive some of this wisdom and insight from the these, um, these change makers out in the world, be sure to go check it out. And there are so many resources, Lee, that you have created um, for everybody. And so I want to make sure that those listening, of course, do take time to go check that out. Um, but before we let you go today, I do have a few closing questions that I want to ask. Okay. The first question is, who is a source of inspiration for you and why? Um, I, my source of inspiration is... Um, one of them is my friend Tiffany. Uh, she's been with me for 14 years. She has, uh, she has lupus. And many years ago, the doctor said, you'll die by the time you're 30. And instead of just getting on disability and staying home, she worked full-time here. She worked full-time at a couple of other jobs. She got on the board of a nonprofit. And as I grew, she grew. And she inspires me every day by being willing to get out there. And now she teaches other women about body confidence and about um, how not to let what, like she has a lot of skin discolorations, not to let things like that define you. Um, and she, she inspires me every day. That is awesome. And I have chills because yes, again, there's she could not share her message and have the impact and the inspiration she has in the world had she had she not gone through what she went through right, right. and so again that that silver lining the the seeing that there is a gift even in the darkest moments right yeah so thank you and thank you to your friend boy tiffany for being she that in be mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yes what place or activity most inspires you right now well, I have uh, the farm that I bought, and I'm building a retreat center in Lee Acres, and it is so beautiful there, and that's really inspirational to me because when I was a kid and the various things happened to me, that was the end of playing for me. I stopped feeling like I wanted to play. You know, I spent my time hiding with a book somewhere. And at the farm, I rediscovered play. You know, the the ducks and the rolling hills and just being outside and seeing the grass and running through the grass and just, it just really inspires me to be there. Mm. And that's what I want it to be, a place where people can feel playful and feel that joy again. I love that. Where is it? Where is the it's farm? In, um, New Market, Alabama. The closest big city is Huntsville, Alabama. Mm, that sounds amazing. I love that. And and the reconnection to the the childlike play, right? Yeah. That so many of us, so many of us get um, disconnected from at a at usually too early, <laughs> at a much earlier age than we than we need to. But to rekindle that is so so awesome. Okay, my my final question is. What's a favorite book that has inspired you on your journey? 
my favorite book is uh, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson because that really, um, that got me through college. <laughs> you know, it helped me so much understand um, about not blaming. Uh, and I, I just love that book. And I can go back to it. I've given it away. I can't even tell you how many times. It's It was very instrumental in my path as well. She did a phenomenal job taking these huge concepts of A Course in Miracles and really boiling them down to something mm-hmm. that, you know, was very digestible and, and the way she sh- explains it, right, is just so, mm, I get it. Yeah, it was, a, it was a shifting moment for me as well mm-hmm. when, I, when I read that book. So awesome. So anyone listening, if you haven't read it yet, um, yeah, we'll make sure you can also find that in the show notes because it's a, it's a tremendous, a tremendous uh, read. And then, of course, to go back through time and time again, is it's really powerful. It's awesome. Lee, is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with before, before we say our goodbyes today? Uh, well, I would want them just to, to be aware of the fact that they, you know, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse and who wants to talk about dead horses? But I, that they can really make the decision. I mean, you can, I made the decision. I stood up at the conference and went back to my room and just said, that's it. So it doesn't have to be anything um, you know, fireworks don't have to go off. The seas don't have to part. Just make a decision right where you are, wherever you are. Make a decision that you want to have something different. It's that easy. It's that easy. I love that because sometimes I agree we can we can wait or we can think it has to be a lot harder than it is. So thank you for the encouragement and the invitation to say you can do it today and it doesn't have to be a big thing. Just make the All choice. Right. Yeah, I love that. And again, you have so many resources, so many ways to support people who are ready to do that. So if you are listening to this right now and you're like, okay, well, what do I do now? Well, go out to projectpositivechange.com and take a look at what, what Lee has created and how she could be supportive to you for this. And, and again, she has this whole network of people who might support you. So um, reach out, find out more. And and f- there are plenty of resources. And, and to the point, you know, Lee made earlier, you don't have to do this alone. We aren't meant to do this alone. So find that community, find that group who can inspire you, who can support you. Um, yeah, it's, it's all around us. That's right. Well, thank you, Lee, for joining us today. I really appreciate it, again, that you were willing to share yourself vulnerably and also inspire us to, to take radical self-responsibility, to know that we have the choice, that we are not the victim of our circumstances. We don't have to stay where we are. And if we choose to, then we can do that as well. But we can be at choice. We can be intentional. We can make the decision. And then, of course, you have done a beautiful job providing us with all the resources and support we could ever hope for. And all of the listeners today, I really want to thank you for tuning in and doing your part as you walk this path to, to be at choice and to really notice in your own life where am I offloading my responsibility? Where am I unwilling to take that on and say, okay, I can make a different choice if I want to and, and go out and really lead a life of, of intention and, and choicefulness and, and see what happens because it honestly, for me, changed my life completely. So thank you, Lee, for being here. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't. Share this, like it, 
review it, do all the things you can do to keep these messages of positivity, of inspiration spreading throughout the land. And until next time, many blessings.